Hi everyone, it is now 5 p.m. on this Wednesday evening in Kingston, and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share, be sure to contact me via email at news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, I'm Alexandra Fernandez. I'm the host of Today in YGK and you're joined with me on CFRC 101.9 FM. Today in the virtual studio with me, I have Zachary Typhair. And Zachary is a candidate for the MPP for Kingston and the Islands um, District. And I have him in the studio with me today. So let's welcome Zachary on air to CFRC. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. You? Um, I'm doing great as well. Thank you. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself to our listeners, and essentially tell us how you came to the point where you are running to be the MPP for um, this electoral district? Yeah, so I'm a Gen Z, a minimum wage worker with a marketing background. My whole life experience has been dealing with the climate crisis, and I'm driven to break that barrier that are holding so many people back and to build a more affordable, healthier, and cleaner future for all. And I really started to run because I, in 2018, I sat on the sidelines and watched a majority conservative government get elected and failed to take action on the affordability, healthcare, and climate crisis. And this is why I've decided to run now. Okay, amazing. Um, and what do you see as the biggest issues for the upcoming election that will be talked about, that will be addressed, um, and things that I think citizens and residents of this Kingston and the islands region um, want to hear about and want change to be made within? Well, we need to make our community more affordable, healthier, and cleaner. And the best way to do that and the biggest issue would be a sustainable community. community. And that's what the Green Party has is a green recovery plan. Mm-hmm. When we come out of COVID, we need to come back out stronger than ever before. A community that is on the foundation of affordability, true universal health care, environmental justice, and respect for diversity. And together, we can build a better future by investing into a green recovery plan. Okay. And can you elaborate a little bit more on the green recovery plan, please? And what yeah, that so, entails and what it would look like? Yeah. So the green recovery plan, first of all, basic income guaranteed, livable income, and a living wage to ensure that all workers and all Ontarians can get ahead so that nobody falls through the cracks ever again. On top of that, we would invest into making our communities 15-minute commutes. So what that means is that transit would be cheaper, more affordable, and and more accessible in the country area. Okay, that sounds really great. Um, And why do you think that that's important, especially for, um, you know, people in the younger generation, like perhaps millennials, um, Gen Z, that sort of stuff? Um, Because as we know, prices are hiking up for pretty much everything, healthcare, housing, um, anything and everything that you can think of. So I think that's one of the biggest concerns, especially me being a Gen Z person as well. Um, That's obviously a very big concern that a lot of us have, like how are we gonna be able to afford these things in five years, 10 years time? Um, So 
can you maybe talk a little bit about that, especially you being a Gen Z person and why that's important um, maybe for people our age to kind of think about? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, the biggest problem that our generation is facing is the affordability crisis. And you, we have students that are working two to three jobs just to get provide. Uh, I work at McDonald's, so I definitely see many of my coworkers working two or three jobs. And I think the best thing to do is implement a living wage so then they don't have to work two to three jobs and be able to go to school. Uh, Investing more into transit so then we don't have to wait 30 minutes to an hour to get to work to school would allow students to have more time to study or just to have more time to relax for their mental health issues. To me, we need to invest into our mental health. And the best way to do that is by taking the recommendations from the Children Mental Health Society and implementing that, uh, what they've called for. The Ford mm -hmm. government made cuts when he was first elected and we're feeling the effects of these cuts still to this day. Right. Um, and I know recently um, there was a report or something put out that was basically broke down um, the Ontario living wage by region. Um, and, you know, the Kingston region is 1775, which is relatively low, I would say, compared to other places. But, you know, things in like Toronto, the living wage is 2208. Like that's what you should be making an hour to actually be able to afford all your basic necessities just to get by. Um, but minimum wage itself is, I guess when that information came out, because um, I think it was released earlier in November or something, um, I guess what was your reaction to seeing um, basically all these communities, and not just specifically Kingston, but so many across Ontario, being above $15 an hour, if not all of them, but our minimum wage still being less than that. Like technically, by this report, no one can afford to live anywhere in the province um, just by minimum wage. What was kind of your reaction to that, I guess, is what I'm curious to know. Two words, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> As a minimum wage worker, <laughs> I really feel it. Uh, feel that. Uh, and the worst thing is people are making $19 an hour and thinking it's a good wage. Meanwhile, they're really being paid what minimum wage should be. A living wage would not just increase the wages for all. I mean, just for the people that are making minimum wage, but it would also give more value to workers that are working in the healthcare profession, painters, trade, and other workforces in the trades. What has happened, businesses have tricked people into believing that when minimum wage goes up, they are, all the other prices go up, which isn't true because COVID proved that. Mm -hmm. The prices continued to go up and Ford didn't bring up the minimum wage until this year. The real issue is that companies are tricking people to push, to blame minimum wage workers for why they're getting paid low. Mm. We need to unite and come together and understand that we are being manipulated and abused by the 1%. Okay, interesting perspective to that for sure. Um, and so specifically in the Kingston area, kind of on the same topic of um, you know living wage and now kind of moving into like more housing issues, obviously we know that there's a housing issue in Kingston and the area. Um, you know, we kind of saw that with COVID, um, seeing a lot of homeless encampments happen in Kingston. Um, and there's been talk about a housing issue in this crisis kind of for a few years now, and not just in Kingston, but it's also popping up in other places in Ontario, affordable housing, just not very accessible housing and all those things. 
And so can you talk a little bit more about that and what the Green Party hopes to mitigate about this housing crisis in Kingston? Yeah, so the Green Party is a strong believer that everyone has a right to a safe and affordable housing. And our plan calls for one in every five new condo apartments, et cetera, will be affordable housing. We also will be building 100,000 new affordable units, support for renters and pathway to home ownership and reducing predatory speculation in the housing market. To me, the housing crisis is the biggest reason why I got involved in politics. Mm-hmm. It's, the housing crisis has been an issue, the front running issue, I should say, since before I was even born. And it's just yeah. getting worse. Mm-hmm. With these numbers that you were saying with like 100,000 units and all this stuff, is this for Kingston or Ontario, generally speaking? So the 100,000 affordable units will be for Ontario. And then the one in one in five, every new condo, apartment, et cetera, will also be Ontario. But it impacts Kingston. Both of these will. So every project that is now approved in the future from any provincial or municipal government mm-hmm. in Ontario will have to have one in five new project be affordable housing. So if you build a hundred apartments, one in five of those have to be year two affordable housing. Okay. Awesome. Great. Um, And obviously being the Green Party, the Green Party is very committed to the climate crisis going on and um, creating a more sustainable future for um, future generations. And I guess what are some policies and possible solutions that you would attempt to enact in our community to help the Kingston region become more sustainable? I know that the city of Kingston has um, like these different plans and like goals to meet. What are some policies or possible solutions that you would attempt to enact to help make Kingston more sustainable? So a fair share carbon budget strategy is what we need for this century. And that is to reach the party's goal of being net zero by 2045. I think investing in Kingston's transit is a big way to go forward. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we proved that we can make it free, make it free. Why? Ha- and with the gas prices continuing and scoring, uh, rising, I should say, it's the perfect time to do it. It'll help people financially. It'll help the environment. And above all else, we have less cars on the road. So there's more parking spaces downtown for everybody else that mm-hmm. choose that can't take the bus for whatever reason, maybe because they're a small business owner. Yeah. Like a cleaner. Yeah, for sure. And can you talk a little bit more about how you were saying that it's already been proved that we could offer free transit to people? Yeah. Well, in COVID 19, when the pandemic hit, Kingston uh, completely scrapped the fees for uh, the bus transit. Uh, we don't really make too much money from transit by the time we go through all the process to collect it. And yes, we've kind of stopped that when we moved to a uh, low card. It still doesn't make as much money as people probably think it does. Okay, and- interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting because I know, you know, definitely if you could look at like higher density places like the Toronto area, you know, they're obviously making a ton of money. Um probably, maybe, maybe not, who knows, um, off of their transit system because they have so many different routes. But um, that is a good point that Kingston did completely eliminate the fees at the beginning of COVID and it seemed to work. <laughs> um, yeah. I think. Sorry, uh, the big city like Toronto would be better investing in bullet trains to go around the city mm-hmm. or better yet, bullet train from Ottawa to Montreal. You could get from Ottawa to Montreal in an hour. That's to open in Ontario up for business. Something that Ford continues to say he's going to do, but investing into the green economy, green economy will do that. Mm-hmm, for sure. 
And um, what would you as the Green Party in Kingston do differently than our current um, MPP? I think you have to work with all parties. You really do. Um, and you have to talk to your consistencies. Consist, consist, yeah, sorry. You have to talk to voters. And one thing that I've realized from our, when politicians get elected and they're off for the summer, they don't take the time to canvas the ride in. I would like to take that time in the off when you're on holidays and canvas mm -hmm. and listen to voters. How you think I'm doing? What do you think we need to do? And take that information back to Queens Park and implement whatever we've talked about. You can't. Most people are not going to email their MPP or go to their office. I mean, most people think they get in trouble for going to their office. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, we always have protesters out there. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. Um, what would be, I guess, your first priority as MPP? I would like to put, push an affordability bill that would see livable, live in wage, base income, and uh, 100,000 new affordable housing units within the first three years of my term. Okay. I would like to get it passed for first in the first 90 days, but I would like to see it all implemented in the first three years. And I don't even care for who takes credit. If the other parties want to take credit, good. Put your name on it. The Greens don't care about when parties take their policies. We get frustrated when they take our policies and they do it wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if people are looking to volunteer with or support the Green Party um, with the upcoming election, how can they do so? Well, they can go to my web website as zacharytyfer.ca, which is Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-T-Y-P-H-A-I-R.ca. Or they could email me at the exact same spelling at gmail.com. Okay, amazing. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or speak to before we end off? Yeah, so I am taking a unique approach to this, uh, to this campaign. And my team actually recommended not doing it. And I understand why. But I've actually put my personal phone number on all my social media accounts. The reason for that is that if I am elected, you're not going to be talking to my campaign team. You're going to be talking to me. So my phone number is 613-876-8011. I want to be the most reachable candidate on this race. And the best way to do that is to have my phone always open. Mm -hmm. Okay, amazing. And that's great for people to reach out to you, get questions, and just learn a little bit more. Learn a little bit more. And yeah, I guess just collaborate in a way. Um, well, thank you so much, Zachary, for joining me on air to discuss um, your policies, your thoughts and everything. Um, I want to wish you best of luck in the upcoming election. And can you just remind everyone when the election is? And I don't know if it's been disclosed where to vote, but any voting details. So uh, the election is going to be on or before June 2nd. Ford can still call an early election. Um, uh, they haven't registered where to vote yet, but you can go on to Elections Ontario and register to vote. And if you are a Kingston student that are from out of, this, uh, out of the city, you can also vote in Kingston. So you, you just have to register in Kingston. You get the choice of voting in your home riding or in Kingston. Okay, amazing information. Thank you so much. And thank you again for joining me. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And again, best of luck. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.